Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You know, it's all fun and games, but it turns out Key and that water bottle are serious. That He's committed. How's it going with the water bottle, Key? First and foremost, Max. Yeah. We're going to have to find a new person to operate the TV side. Mm. No um, more Jerry? Because I cannot continue to be put in a position to be stressed out. Mm. Um, and Jerry is consistently doing that. But, Key, on the other hand, you were having an inappropriate relationship with a water bottle at work. That is the time well, well, of place well, of business. There well, are HR all, rules Max, about this sort of thing. First of all, it was frozen. Okay. So I was actually trying to get the ice out yeah. the way so that the, 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 the liquid could actually flow. Yeah. And it wasn't. So yeah. he, with his slick ass, is sitting up there recording me because we're being recorded at all times doing commercial breaks. Yes. So he's going to use it as an opportunity to poke fun and create content for our show to put online for Patrick. So they're all kind of working together with Jay, Patrick, mm-hmm. and Jerry. I see. So it's it's one of those deals. And I'm not sure if you're in on it yet either. I, I'm, not, I'm not in on it. I have to say, though, I, I like two moves. I like the side to side, right? You went all over the top. And then I'm at trying one, to get it At to one go. point, your eyes crossed because you, you were. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this is so bad. See, especially when you're in a, it's called a bureau cam. If you're in like a studio by yourself, right? Then you don't feel, you know, there's a camera there, but you're not expecting during the commercial break for people to be recording you and playing it. No, I know the that they're looking at me. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. But, but I you're thirsty. think that they would record it and then use it for content. Hey, Max, the rip-through swig is crazy. The rip-through. <laughs> over. He went over the, the top. The pro rip over the top shoulder. Yeah, there it is. Swig <laughs> is <laughs> that is crazy. Have you ever had something that was frozen and it, it, it you think it's coming out? It's not. There it is. It's, there it is. The cross-eyed is what got, got me. <laughs> because at the same He's time, looking at the probably, bottle, is the ice is the ice coming out? I'm trying to think, like, what the hell is going on? Why is it not just coming out? Hey, why does that uh, get know. brought back all of a sudden? That's old news. You see how they brought that right back on you, Key? Yeah, that's all right. See, that's we haven't right. seen that. Actually, now come to think of it, we haven't seen that in over a week. Who's back today from vacation for one day? Oh, fun and games. Somebody gets hurt. Key, who's back from vacation for one day today? Hasn't been here for a week. Jerry. Just like that, it's back on TV. Jerry and and Pat is, uh, Pat's involved. Pat is not involved. I wouldn't be shocked if New was involved. Nope, nope, nope. nope. You know, Yates tried to play the, oh, man, I'm with you. We, you know, we we brothers. I got you back. Yeah, Yeah, he tried to play that brother Mm -hmm. role. He right there with him. I got I nothing know. to do with that, my brother. I know. <laughs> nothing it's all to do good. with that, my brother. It's good over here, my brother. Protect it's, your space, my brother. It's all good. I get it. Power to the people, brother. Hey, Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN NBA analyst, is here one of my favorites. What's up, Kirk? What is up? What's going on, y'all? How are you? Doing good. We're, we're, we're reacting to – we've been reacting to the uh, – Lakers and Warriors game two, you know, on the one no, hand. No, you've been reacting to my damn drinking of the bottle is what you've been reacting <laughs> well, to. Well, that, that that's the guy was trying to get us away from that, Key. No, you, you, know, you want to bring it back there? <laughs> you want Kirk Goldsberry to do an analytics breakdown? No, on the, no, right, I don't. All right, so listen, <laughs> Lakers-Warriors game two. Kirk, on the one hand, 
you know, I think it's 16 and one teams now in the last 17 that have been that have lost game one at home in the playoffs, come back and win 15 and two against the spread. AD is up and down, right? So this was a down game. All that's predictable. But does game two have you feeling differently about the series at all? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the Warriors needed to win it and they won it, but it's how they won it, Max, that I think has me feeling a little bit better about the Golden State Warriors. Look, I think coming into this series, it was really obviously a matchup of two iconic superstars, but two teams that live in different places. The Lakers eat in the paint. The Warriors eat behind the three-point line. And and so far, the, the Warriors have been able to get their three-point office going in both games. Um, but what I saw in game two was the Golden State defense really taking away some of the interior production that the Lakers are going to need to win this series. Uh, Anthony Davis sort of disappeared. A lot of people suggested that might happen. It, it kind of did. Uh, but the Lakers didn't produce in the paint, and that's what I'm watching going forward. The Lakers aren't going to win this series, Max, unless they get that paint production back up to where it was in game one. And and that all starts with one guy and Anthony Davis, right, Kirk? I think when you look at the way he was handled and allowed Draymond Green to push him around at times, that to me was the big difference on top of the Laker guards a little slower at getting through screens and pick and rolls and things of that nature. That's the way I looked at it when I watched the game. If Anthony Davis comes to the party like he did in game one, the Lakers have every chance to win. 100%. Um, the problem is he doesn't go to the party every night, does he? And I think when we're watching Anthony Davis in game two, it doesn't look like the Lakers can win this series. When we're watching Anthony Davis in game one, it sure as heck did. The Lakers took 25 shots in the restricted area in game one key, and that dropped to to 14 in game two. Uh, and what I'm watching is – this is also about LeBron James, by the way, who's the all-time leading scorer in, in league history because he's the best paint scorer we've had in the 21st century. He's not what he used to be, but he's also still a force of nature in the paint. Um, but let's not sleep on Draymond Green here, a generational defender and the Golden State Warriors defense, uh, which has elevated them to titles in the past. It's not what it was last year, but you're exactly right. If they can win that matchup, Draymond Green sort of controlling the paint over this Lakers team, they're going to win this series. It's that simple. And in game two, they won it. So, Kirk, there's certain um, – talking to Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN NBA analyst here on KJM ESPN Radio, there are certain similarities, kind of very basic similarities between this series and, and the Celtics Sixers in the sense that insofar as like you have a great three-point shooting team that takes a lot of threes against a team with a big guy who can be an interior presence – who you're uncertain of at this moment, in AD's case because he's up and down, in Embiid's case because he hasn't played for a while, right? What do you think like, for about Sixers-Celtics game three? It's all about the man in the middle. It's all about the scoring champ and the MVP. And he didn't look like either of those things in game two. Uh, and his health is, is always the big concern with him. And unfortunately, it showed up here at the worst possible moment. Uh, you know, what I saw, Max, from, from Embiid in game two is he lacked aggression that we've expected from him all year. Here's the telltale stat for me. He shot the ball nine times in game two in his 66 regular season games. He shot the ball nine times or fewer just one time. And he only had five rebounds in game two. Again, in, in the regular season, that happened only three of 66 times. 
if that's going to happen and continue, if that's what we're going to expect from Joel Embiid, this, 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 season, this series isn't going to last very long. The Celtics are too good and too deep on both sides of the court. Uh, but if Joel Embiid comes back into these Philly games and looks like the dude we saw all regular season long, to put it in boxing terms, the heavyweight champion of the NBA, if he can, if he can be that dude, they're going to hold serve and, and, and could go back to Boston up 3-1. But it all comes down to Joel Embiid being who he can be. You know, Kirk, as, a professional, as, as professional athletes, we tend to – gauge the temperature when we come back off injuries. So I I attribute that to the injury that he's coming back off of, kind of sort of being placed in the lineup at not 100%, just gauging, right, toe in the water. I want to I wanna kind of slide in there and see what it feels like. Now you're at game three. You are several days removed from game two. Do you think you'll see a different uh, MVP in game three? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's totally fair, Key. I think that, you know, he had a knee injury. He's a giant person. He's a heavy person. He needed to take it sort of slow. Um, and they have to push it a little bit further in game three. The season is on the line. We're going to need to see him play 30 or more minutes. We're going to see need to see him shoot the ball 15, 20 times, not nine times. We're going to see him play in that high post, trying to attack his defender, uh, and grabbing rebounds and being a force. Early in game two, I thought he showed his defensive presence with a few block shots early that had me encouraged. He needs to be that guy on both ends of the court. And if he is, then all of a sudden Tyrese Maxey's job's easier and James Harden's job's easier and the shooters of Philadelphia can, can make him look good too. So, yeah, I think we're going to see more effort uh, and more usage from Joel Embiid. It's just a question key of how effective he's going to be on that knee. Meantime, Knicks Heat, Knicks, you know, can Brunson go? Can Julius Randle go? They both went. Jimmy Butler didn't, and it was still a kind of nip-and-tuck affair, right? Um, where, where, where are you with that series, and is it as simple as there's just no answer for Jimmy Butler if he plays? Yeah, that's my analysis. <laughs> it's pretty simple if you watch the, the Bucks series or if you've watched the playoffs the last few years with Jimmy. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who was averaging 35 and a half points a game. And by the way, the thing that doesn't get brought up with Jimmy enough is he's diving for more loose balls than anybody else on the court. He's, he's, he's out there hustling um, and, and deflecting passes. They're going to need him. If, if his ankle is ready to go, I still like Miami in the series, Max. Mm-hmm. But if he's limited or unable to play, this is the next series to lose. It's that simple. It's all going to come down to the availability of Jimmy Butler, because what we've seen from him in that book series and then previous ones, he's good enough to take this team, the Miami team. Uh, I love Jalen Rose's explanation or description of the team as the Navy Seals of the NBA. They need Jimmy Butler, but if they get him, the rest of those Navy Seals are going to take the Knicks out. I hey, think. Kirk, but before, so every year it seems Jimmy Butler's a top 10 to 15 player, at least in popular opinion. And then the playoffs start and you go, oh, wait a minute, he's a top five player. But if two-thirds of the teams are still playing after the regular season and, and over half are in the official playoffs, seems to me that a guy who's top five with the really high leverage games, maybe he's just a top five player. When you kind of do a weighted average, where do you have Jimmy Butler in the NBA? I mean, we're a playoff league. 
he's a top 10 player. Uh, but you're right. He disguised it. It's like a rope-a-dope thing, right? He, 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 I don't care about the first 82 rounds. <laughs> Give me, I need to win 16 games between mid-April and mid-June. That's, that's, that's what he is built for. Uh, and we've seen it too many times now, Max, to not label him. And, and I think we're all guilty of this in, in ESPN and in sports analysis. And so look at those regular season stats and really just lean on them a little too much. I think pro, pro basketball is a different beast in the springtime, and that's where Jimmy Butler is legitimately one of the most terrifying superstars in the league. And if he hasn't proven it to you yet, I don't know what you've been watching. I have him easily as a top 10 player when you factor that in. Kirk Goldsberry, ladies and gentlemen, and if you follow him on Twitter, and I do, I'm constantly looking. What do you notice? He'll show you the efficiency graph, the, the charts. What do you notice? Oh, let me see uh, the, the graph. Oh, oh, yeah, look at that. That team is actually good. I highly recommend him to, to follow at Kirk Goldsberry. Thank you, Kirk. Appreciate it. You heard what Kirk said. Anytime, right Max. There. About that, Max. What's that? If you're not watching, then you don't know what you're looking at. That's what he's letting their people know. When you start making assumptions, got to pay close attention to it. Indeed. Pay close attention to this. Lamar Jackson, for the first time in his professional career, has, an, has a new offensive coordinator. And top flight, it seems, potentially top flight receivers. Top flight security? (laughs) Receivers. And you would imagine with what he got paid, top flight security. What does this mean for his passing game? Because Lamar has some lofty goals. You're going to get into that coming up. KJM. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. You can click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are right there. So, Lamar Jackson. How old would you guess Lamar Jackson? Quick off the top of your head, Key. How old is Lamar Jackson? 23. 26. 23, okay. been in the league 15 years already. Well, 26 years old. He, quick off the top of my head. He's three know. weeks younger than Joe Burrow. Yes, you've said that a hundred times. <laughs> so how old is Joe Burrow? Also 26. All right. Lamar Jackson well, has been... not necessarily. Has, right, that's Depending true. It's possible. It's possible. See, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Because his birthday might be... Who says time. that... Right, who said? So <clears throat> Lamar Jackson at the age of 21, and I, I've gone into this a bit, was, as Warren Sharp points out, by the numbers, best passer who ever lived <laughs> in the NFL who started. I mean, you know, you don't think of him that way, but he had a lot of potential as a passer. Yeah. 
they, for the first time, got him into a more, you would imagine, pass-happy offense because he has a new coordinator, and they brought in a new wide receiver or, or supplemented the wide receiver group and then some, and you assume maybe Bateman could stay healthy one of these years. He says, well, listen to what he says. Listen to what Lamar Jackson's expectations are for this year, Key. Man, I want to throw for, like, 6,000 yards with the weapons we have. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, I'm not an individual award type of guy or stat watcher. You know, I just want to do that, you know, because no one ever done it, and I feel like we have the weapons to do it. He's done a bunch of things no one's ever done, but passing for a lot of yards is not one of them. His, his high passing yards came in 2019 where he won MVP. By the way, 36 touchdowns, best touchdown percentage. Just over 3,100 yards, though, Key. So yeah. uh, without putting a number on it, what do you think the upside of his passing numbers could be this year? I mean, like, without, they're gonna without be, they're, they're going to be up. Now, I don't know about 6,000 yards up, but they're going to be up. They're going to be – they're going to surpass whatever his uh, high has been. They're going to surpass that. Uh, if he's thrown for 3,500, he'll probably throw for 4,300, 4,500. He is in a pass happy, not happy, but pass friendly offense. Yeah. Happier. When you add Odell Beckham and Nelson Aguilar and you draft Zay Flowers and you have Bateman and Duvernay there, you got five quality wide receivers with plenty of capabilities to do a lot of different things. It, it you know, it's like he was put in an offense, you know, where you look up and it's third and six and they're running a quarterback dive. You know, it's third and five, they're running a quarterback sweep. Now with Todd Munkin, as the offensive coordinator coming over from the University of Georgia, he understands the passing game. Greg Roman was a glorified offensive coordinator that was basically a run game coordinator that – doesn't necessarily have the sophistication of a passing game at the NFL level. You have to understand the passing game to be efficient, to put your quarterback and your skill position players in the position to be successful, or else you'll just run the football like they were doing. Again, think about what I just said. It's third and six. You're going to run a quarterback sweep. It's third and five. You're going to run a quarterback dive. You know, you're going to run the ball. With Todd Munkin at the offensive coordinating spot, they're going to get in the four wides. They're going to get split personnel. They're going to go two by two, three by one. They're going to go in bunch formations. They're going to have spacing. They're going to have all sorts of things that you saw Lamar do in college at Louisville because he could throw the football. But when you're in a situation, Max, where it's not allowing you to showcase your skill set, you're going to look like, Something totally different. Uh, I, Key, I hear you, and I think he has, he has a laser arm, you know, when he's been able to use it. But I, I have a legitimate question, and I'm not asking for the I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson, I want this to work out for him answer, or what might be, because I agree, he could have great success. But I look at two players, okay, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, who are similar in certain ways to Lamar Jackson. And, even, and you've brought this up, throwing Kyler Murray, right? And in each case, they went out and put, got that guy the right receiver at an early stage in his development that really helped him. DeAndre Hopkins for Kyler Murray and, and, and uh, um, uh, uh, Stefan Diggs, Diggs in, in Buffalo. And who else? Did I mean? And Jalen Hurts got A.J. Brown. Right. Mm-hmm. Did they, is there a danger, let me put it this way, that, that now at 26, having been in the league for five seasons, 
that they missed a critical point in Lamar Jackson's development. In other words, they bring these guys in a little too late for to get the most out of what he could have been as a passer. No, because remember what I said. He's done that before. He's been a passer before. He did it in Louisville. He yeah. threw the ball. He threw the ball in the NFL. They just didn't do it on a consistent <laughs> basis. For whatever weird reason, they felt like their running game was stronger when they had a solid defense. Look, look, man, I look at my own career, all right? Play with however many quarterbacks I played with. A lot with. of great quarterbacks. And I've <laughs> <laughs> 17 of them. Did, they couldn't did, believe how good they were, so they just kept getting you more quarterbacks. Did you think I was a decent wide receiver, Max? Oh, yeah. I was decent, right? Yeah, you were very, very good. We threw the ball down the field when I was with the New York Jets and Vinny Testaverde. Right. Bombs away. When I got to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that wasn't the philosophy. Right. The philosophy was run, run, kick. If you don't score from outside the 20-yard line, you're not going to get an opportunity to score. But even with the Jets, That's you were not – That's just how it is. They were, you, you guys weren't – like your numbers would be better in a different kind of offense even with the Jets, right? Like Bill Parcells nah, is – we would have had to been in a run and shoot. I was a – I averaged about 1,200 yards a season right. in the air on like – For those years. Eight, yeah, for those yeah. years, yeah. 80-something catches. So right. you, 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 it's about the system that you, one would run. If they decided that they're going to run the damn football every single time and we're going to block all day, the receivers aren't going to show up. That's why Hollywood Brown said, man, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You guys are getting ready to kill my career. And then when you go and you get John Gruden at Tampa Bay – we was duck and chuck, five yards, six yeah. yards. Man, we wasn't pushing the ball down the field. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. So when you get certain type of teams with certain organizations, that's what they do. And you have to you have to kind of play to that strength. And, and that's the way it was with Lamar in Baltimore. They were playing to the strength of the team. So so now that he has the receivers and you believe he can take that step. And, and by the way, he almost never loses. Lamar Jackson, when he plays, almost never loses. And when he does lose, he has a fourth-quarter lead, right? But now that they got the receivers, key to my mind, and I picked them to win the Super Bowl last year. I still think they might have if they didn't get hurt. But to my mind, who has the invite to the Kansas City Invitational and the AFC this year? I think it might be the Ravens and not the Bengals this year. Well, it could be. I mean, let's see if Todd Munkin and, and put the offense together and they can grasp it fast enough to do what doesn't slow things down. And that's why it was important to be able to get Lamar's contract done. They didn't get rid of Greg Roman for Todd Munkin to come in and run the <laughs> right. same system. That's defeat the purpose. And play with Huntley. Yeah. And, and they play with Huntley. They, he's a pro bowler, by the way. They he's said, pro bowler, that's right. they said, Hey, we need to evolve. And the way we evolve is we need somebody who understands the NFL passing game. Mm-hmm. And they went out and got a guy that they believe can do that. And he'll teach Lamar. Look, man, I don't know what year it was. I went to the game, though. Uh, it might have been his rookie season. No, his MVP season. They played the Rams on a Monday night in L.A. Man, he lit their ass up in the air. Mm-hmm. Lit them up. So, I mean, you know, he could do it. And we will see if he can and be better than such luminaries in the AFC as pro bowlers Huntley and Mac Jones. Can he be even better than those pro bowlers, Key? Because it's a fact. They both went to the pro bowl. Are Lakers fans worried? 
he has the exclusive from a Lakers fan, a certain Lakers fan, who told him, don't be worried about this series that's coming up, KJM. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as the Lakers host the Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Are Lakers fans worried? It's one thing to know, eh, we're probably going to lose game two, maybe in a blowout. That's what happens when the home team loses game one, right? You got what you needed to do. You got the split on the road at least, man. You're good. But it's different when you watch it. So what's the feeling now? Key, I understand you have an exclusive from a Lakers fan who told you not to worry about this series. Well, of course. Little Ari, my little buddy, wanted to send me a video last night right before the game to let me know a certain situation may occur. Hey, Key, thanks for the second interview opportunity. I really appreciate it. As a Lakers fan, I'm really concerned about the game today. What we fans tend to forget is that basketball players are humans. So there's going to be a huge emotional component to this game. I think the Warriors are going to come out with more energy than the Lakers. And as a result, the Lakers are going to lose by 9 to 10 points today on the road. Good news, Lakers fans. The team that wins game one of a best of seven series goes on to win the rest of the series 75% of the time. Good stuff. He's right. There's an emotional component. It was predictable. Yeah, he knows, right? He's paying attention. He's following. Not only is he listening and just not hearing, he sees it all, Max. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it felt like, yeah, they probably was going to drop this one. It felt that way right before the game. It just, 
And it, and it Come on, you even said yesterday, driving into work, you yeah, were like, yesterday morning, like after that. watching the Sixers and Celtics, you were like, yeah, that might happen to us. Yeah, yeah. it might happen. And yeah. it did. It did. And I think in game three, it, it turns again. The encouraging now, thing is that the Lakers, man, that was anyone's game until halfway through the third quarter. Right? Yeah, like, that but was even, a game. But even, but even so, I don't think they would have came out on the back end, even if it wasn't the blowout. They still was going to wind lose. up losing the game. Yep, yep, yep. And they and for game three at home, you know it, it's going to be a rock star crowd, and you know they're going to be cheering on. Steph is in town, and Clay's in town, and Dre's in town, so that that's going to bring a lot of excitement. And the Lakers desperately have to make adjustments to get a W because you don't want to wind up at two and one. Eight 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 say ESPN or down two one so to speak. Seven six. By the way, you know the last time the Lakers won game one and lost the playoff series. It was like 1991, uh, Chicago Bulls. To Michael Jordan. Yeah. It was Michael Jordan's first championship. Is the, Think about that. The, Lake, the last time the Lakers – Michael Jordan wasn't even a champion yet. Had no rings. Zero, Jordan had zero rings. But he was rings. coming, though. He was coming. I'm saying, but that's a long time ago before Jordan had a ring to lose a playoff series where you're up 1-0 – so, like, let, you know, listen, this is – I know you and Jay Bristle, oh, it's only in the second round. Man, history will remember all the times that Steph and, Le- and, and LeBron, when those two teams – two teams, one got Steph, one got LeBron, history's going to record every meeting. It's the second round, Max. That's all right. Why do you, you think on the secondary market – Quinn they, Cook said the same thing. Why do you think on the secondary market that ticket was so expensive? Well, because it's, it's, the, it's the Lakers. It's uh-huh, the but, Lakers. But the, it's, it's always the Lakers, but why yeah, is but this ticket so expensive? Because you got a great competition. You got good players and Hall of Fame players on one team. You got good player and Hall of Fame players on another. No, it it's, it's not right. about it's huh? A, it's a little bit, little bit Stephen. No, it's not. It's not you about want it to be. You want it to be so bad That's about right. Stephen LeBron. That's right. And it's not. Well, I disagree. It's not. This is this is a matchup between two teams. Now when we get to the – if we, this was one in the East and one in the West and they were playing in the final, or maybe even if it was the Western Conference final, you could make a stronger argument, but you probably would still get smashed like a fly trying to make that argument. I would say this. No one's smashing me like a fly, I'll tell you that. But I will say this, that you're right that if whichever team comes out of this series, if they get stopped in the next round or something, it diminishes in retrospect the importance. But, Key, what if one of these two teams goes on to chip up this year? They've won two out of the last three championships, right? Like, what if Golden State gets it again or if the Golden Lakers get it, one? If Golden State gets it again, it, here's, hear me out because I know you, you – let me see. Yeah, you hear me out. Yeah. If Golden State gets it, it does something for Steph. It moves right. him. Right. Okay, it moves him. If LeBron gets it, it does something for LeBron as a Laker, mm-hmm. but doesn't do anything for him in his NBA legacy and his career and all of those sort of things. It just does something for him as a Laker. I don't know, man. You get Steph. If you get Steph, like LeBron's been the underdog in every series he's had with Steph in the playoffs, and Steph's only beaten him with overwhelming advantages. If LeBron can get him again, because now it's more of a level playing field this series. LeBron gets I don't know him again, if it's a level playing field. Do we really think it is? No, I think we go in thinking, as we always do, Steph's team has the advantage. But we don't always come out thinking that if you got LeBron. That's why I think it's big for both. 
What what do the callers think? Eight 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 say ESPN. Nick in Dallas. What do you think? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good. What's good, up, Nick? Nick? Go ahead. Yeah, what's up, Key? And remember, I said I called in. I think it was after game. I think it was. was I think it was Wednesday after game one. You know, I, I knew the, the the. I knew they were going to make adjustments. The Warriors is, but AD, he's just too inconsistent. And then, like I said, um, they won. Lakers, we won game one, but I was coming out for three days rest. And like Jay will said. I'm concerned about this every other day format because we just don't know we're going to get an AD. And then the Lakers supporting cast, as I stated uh, the other day, uh, Reeves, uh, Reeves, Russell, and Schroeder, they only scored like 17 points. Cause, and then LeBron, he did his thing. He was on fire in the first half. But it's almost like he stopped – not saying he stopped playing in the second half, but he slowed down. The Warriors outscored him. I think it was, it was at, uh, by 37 points from the second to the third quarter. And Curry only scored 20. He had 12 assists, though. And Clay went off. So as I'm looking down these, uh, the rest of the series, will the uh, will the Lakers supporting cast be able to sustain this, and will AD become uh, uh, will be consistent? Because he's just too inconsistent. Key, I mean, you, you come in to play one game, and you, how you go from getting 30 and 23, and then scoring 11 and seven? That's like because that's they switched up. They switched up on him. They switched up on him on the defensive end of the floor. Now all of a sudden, Draymond is pushing him around and being a little more aggressive. And you say, well, why does that change anything? Well, sometimes it, it does change stuff because you, you're not prepared for it. You're not, and then all of a sudden, Draymond is really up in you. And, and you now, have he's taken whatever that little bit of heart out of you at that moment in time, he's, he's taken it from you. And now you aren't hustling the way you should. It's not out of shape to me. It's effort. When you look at a LeBron James chase something down full court and pin it against the backboard on a block, that's an effort play. That's all it is. It ain't got nothing to do but maximum effort, putting your foot to the gas pedal and smashing. And that's what the Lakers have got to do. Anthony EKG Davis. Stop. Key, look at the charts. That's a very healthy electrocardiogram. Let me yeah, see it. Well. Let me see it again. It's perfect. Like a, so like when they a, show you one that's flat, then what? That's a problem. No flat lining here. It's perfect. His heart rate is perfect. Where's the Anthony Davis chart? Can we see it? Up and down, game to game. Come on, Apparently Jerry. Not. Now, now, oh, there it is. Key, look at that. <laughs> it's perfect. It looks pretty cool. Your heart is the picture of health, Mr. Davis. How are Lakers feeling, fans feeling about this series? First, got to tell you something about Vivid Seats. You ready for this, Key? Yep. Baseball is in full swing, as you know. So get tickets to all the action with Vivid Seats. Plus, with basketball and hockey heating up, now's a great time to experience a game. Vivid Seats is proud to be the official ticketing partner of ESPN. From on the glass to in the stands, Vivid Seats has great ticket prices to all the games. Every crack of the bat, every dribble down the court, catch it all with Vivid Seats. Download the app. Or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Vivid, 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 vivid. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. 
Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. KJM, we're presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. All right, who's going to be in the zone? Well, you've seen the EKG, you've seen the charts, up, down, up, down, like a metronome. Perfect cardiac health. If AD's playoff performances game to game were an EKG, he'd be in perfect health. So the EKG, according to the EKG, just had a down game. It's time to go back up. It'll go back up. AD will be in the zone. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Look at this. Boom, 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 boom. Look at that. Perfect. I get an EKG like that. Key, I'm happy. I'm in the, I'd be in the picture of health. Well, I don't want you getting an EKG like that, man. What's that? I don't want you to get an EKG like that because game two, you might not come back up in game two. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would be sad at that point. Oh, I would need it like that. Mike in Tennessee has something to tell us, Key. Hey, fellas. How you doing? What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? Hey, just uh, let you all know I was never a big uh, talking head fan until I started listening to you guys. So uh, great job. Keep it up. Thank you. Hey, um, yesterday you all were talking about AD and LeBron being retired jerseys, retiring their jerseys. And I just had a question that came to my mind is how many Lakers – had their uh, jerseys retired to have only one championship. If they only, don't get a second one, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they'll get that. It's about this the other day. It's just Wilt. No, it's Jerry West. Too. Oh, Jerry West. Yeah, right. Two. It's two. It's two players. Jerry West was a premier player year in and year out. Mr. Clutch, the logo. Now, on top of that, one of the greatest executives in the history of American team sports. Yeah, but his his jersey was tired before he became an executive. That's true. Yeah. And Wilt Chamberlain was. But he know. was also a lifetime Laker. That's true. So, you know. And Wilt was one of the elite Hall of Famers of all time and, and, and got the one with the Lakers. And then Elgin, Elgin got the one, but he retired. He retired, and they still gave him a ring. You know, if Powell only got one key, I still think he'd had his uh, jersey in the rafters. But Powell was with the Lakers for a minute, though. For not, although also had some seasons where he didn't play a full season because of injury. But he still was with the team for a minute. Yeah. All, a lot of players miss games. Like, this isn't anything new. Players miss games. Um, it's just the games that, that some guys that. miss are more than others. Let me look. But Anthony Davis, look, as I told Yates last night when I called him, <laughs> I called Yates at the fourth quarter or whatever when I was trying to go to sleep. I said, Yates, man, come on, man. You argue me down. You want to put that in the Raptors with those other dudes? You got to get chance. two, man. Not a chance. You're I'm not looking at the Laker, at, at Powell's not... career with the Lakers. Yeah, Powell's career. 81 games, Lakers. 65 games. 82 yeah. games, 65 games. 49 games, 60 games. That was it. But it's a bigger, fuller career with the Lakers, obviously. Yeah. Than, and he also went, went to three finals with Kobe yeah. and won yeah. two. Yeah. AD's been to one and has won one, and it was in the bubble for whatever that's and he worth. He missed the playoffs what three times already, or something like that. Yeah. He missed the play. Yeah, so it's and they look. went to the finals three straight years. So like, yeah, right. That, that's a different level of dominance. Yeah, it's a for different. Him to it's a different level. To. 
AD, all right, he'll be all right. He just got to keep, got to bounce back and keep going. You know? Courtney, Courtney, uh, you're. I don't know where you're from because they don't tell me. But you're on KJ ESPN Radio, South Carolina. There you go. Yeah, how you fellas doing this morning? Huge fan, man. Thank you, bro. Um, calling about the Lakers, man, and just one question in particular as far as the the depth of the Lakers in is, is is one guy, man. I constantly see Lonnie Walker sitting on the bench, and when he's not on the bench, he's getting garbage minutes. But I feel like that he can give more productivity or at least scoring when we need it because we've seen him play, you know, at a, at a pretty decent level when he had to come in for other guards that went down throughout the season. Um, but his three-point shot, when we desperately need those shots, like I feel like he's the best guy that's not getting the minutes. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. He's not a killer shooter, but he can shoot. So can D'Angelo Russell. I mean, we've seen Hachimura hit shots when he's open. Lakers have a lot of guys like that, Key, who are sort of like – for their positions, not bad shooters. Because you got to think of how high three-point shoot percentage is throughout the league nowadays. Like, AD, for a guy his size, shoots it just well enough. Same thing with LeBron. Same thing with D'Angelo Russell. I'd even say the same thing with Hachimura. All those guys kind of hit yeah, it shoot. just well enough. There's just no knockdown well shooters, though. But when you start to get past nine deep. Yeah, it's a little too much in the playoffs. Yeah, now, eight deep, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, at that point... Either we blowing somebody out or we get run out the building. One of the two. AD and LeBron and D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Hachimura, there's five. Uh, Vanderbilt and and Schroeder is seven. And who am I missing? So when you start getting past that, you know, it starts to now, you know. Did I say Hachimura? Yeah. I did. All right, yeah, so, so seven, there's someone people. else I'm forgetting, but it's like eight. You got a rotation yeah. about eight. Yeah, eight people, yeah. and then after that, it's like Tristan Thompson ended the game. It was time to really turn off the TV. Jay I'm in just, Los Angeles, I'm you're on KJM. You, I'm just giving you the real facts at that Dude, point. JaVale like, McGee and, and now Tristan Thompson just catching the shrapnel on this yeah, show. I'm just telling you, I just hit it. Collateral damage. What's up, Jay? Jay in L.A.? All right, like Jay, I tried. Bradley. Bradley in right Kentucky. Here. You're on KJM, no, ESPN Jay, Radio. He's, yo, I think he's still there. Oh, who? Who's there? What was his name? I'm right here, Jay. Jay, okay, Jay. The, yeah. Yeah, Jay in L.A. What's going on, fellas? Good morning. What's up, Jay? Good morning, man. Yeah, Hello? I was talking about Anthony Davis, man. I don't know what it is with that dude, man. One game he good, then one game he just disappeared, man. I don't... LeBron need to take him and put him in that chamber or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hyperbaric like chamber played, or something. Yeah, if he can play like he played in the second half of the year, his last year in New Orleans, we can win multiple championships. You know something, Key? The other day. Straight from L.A., though. Yeah. <laughs> the Catons and everything. Everything. Pure <laughs> L.A. Pure L.A. Key, the, I, I, the other day people were talking about how A.D.'s game one was one of the greatest of his career. Considering the circumstances and the, what was he, 30 and 20-something? It, it was one, not only his career, in playoff history. Yeah, but I remember a, a, a game, game, he hasn't, like, he was excellent when the Lakers chipped up. He was excellent throughout the playoffs and the finals. LeBron was really running the offense through him. But I remember against the Spurs one year, the Spurs really needed the win for home court in the deeper in the playoffs, and it was the end of the regular season, and AD gave Duncan and all of them the business he has had year, like moments in his career where, where he has come through in 
you know, when they really needed him to, and I think they really need him to in game three, Key. They do. They do, and I think that they will. You know, I think he will, and I think we'll, we'll be fine in game three. Talk to me on, on – well, you're going to be texting me, but, yeah, talk to me on Monday. You know, L.A. is like a different country when it comes to language. We all yeah. sound the same. We got to <laughs> – Right. It's, it's actually right. much easier to understand people from L.A. than people from, like, New York, right? But you can tell, like, yeah, he's from L.A. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Pure L.A. Pure L.A. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Happy weekend, everybody. See you Monday. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.